0: All right. So here we are again. Um we were here a week ago, Earl and I, Earl uh shared his story with us uh and I forgot to press record on his microphone.
1: Sabotage.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyways, so that that reminds me that I probably should like describe the podcast real quick. Uh so what we're doing is we're just bringing People who are in recovery from alcohol or drug addiction uh, to just tell their story Um, we're not affiliated with any uh, 12-step programs so that's needed to be said so anything that you hear hear, here does not reflect the opinions of any 12-step program we're just uh, here to share our experience of how we got sober so maybe uh, somebody can get a message of hope so our first and our first and inaugural guest, first ever, is Earl M. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Haggins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's not M. What? It's not with an M. No.
1: Come on, bro. Earl mushat That's my uh. That's my stage name. Oh, see? See. There you go. That's how you know if somebody really knows you. Yeah, see. That's that's my stage name, man. so uh, it's so it's No, actually it's the, the that's my brother's my brother's last name. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was uh, you know, I'll um elaborate he, on it. He, okay. he was uh he was murdered. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right, cool, yeah, yeah, that'll
0: be in your story. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, so why don't um uh, I mean you did this last week so um if you want to just go ahead and jump right into it and start sharing uh your story then um uh, the the stage is yours sir
1: okay um my name is earl i'm uh from new orleans from new orleans um uh out the magnolia housing project um um i grew i, I was actually born in the magnolia housing project uh Flint Goodrich Hospital, which is right across the street. So, um, so you knew juvenile? Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew juvenile. Yeah, I knew juvenile. Oh, uh, yeah, Juve. Um, yeah, <laughs> bank that ass up. Yeah, uh, I know him. And um, we act. Uh, it's just crazy because uh, we, we, he's from out the Magnolia. He's he's he he used to live right across the street, on for right across the street from the hospital. That's where he was. That's where he was brought up at. Oh wow. But uh later on we would we would connect and you know, my brother was uh deep into music and uh we would uh do, do little small shows and you know, when we were just the little guys. Yeah and, you yeah, know. Yeah. You know, he you, you all know what happened with juvenile, you know, but we didn't stay the course. But um uh, Yeah, don't let me get you sidetracked just yet. Yeah, but that's where I I'm from out the Magnolia Housing Project, man, and um like a lot of guys in that project, you know, we would uh we would improvise with a lot of things. You know, we made our own we made our own toys. Most of the time we made these the things called skateboards, skate mobiles. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the old those old throwback skates with the, the iron ones and you get uh-huh. you some two by fours and you build <laughs> you some uh skate mobiles. Mm,
0: yeah. I think I did that. And, yeah,
1: you bust kid. your toes up <laughs> <laughs> in the process of trying to Trying to skirt on them, and mm-hmm. yeah, man, but uh it was fun though. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have much but it was it was fun, man, because we got to use our creative minds, you know, and um when I was young, man, my grandfather Raymond Voltz is his name, my grandfather, he uh he owned he owned some property, man, and um like every summer and and um you know, sometimes during the school year, we would we would we would be by my grandfather, man. And um, my grandfather was a big man. You know, he was a tall dude. He was a big guy. He was about six. I want to say something like six. Well, he's to me at that time he was a giant. You know, little dude. But he had to be about six three, like every bit of like three hundred and something pounds. He was a big man. But then um, when I I would go over there, he would always. He had these colognes that would sit on top of his dresser, and he would always tell me not to mess with those colognes. And um, I would go go up there, and, and I was still getting these colognes, man. And I would open one bottle and put that one on, and 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 that smelled good. And then I would open up a model, another bottle, and that one smelled just as just as good as the first bottle. And before you know it, I had on all these colognes, man. And um, to me it smelled good, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> but the people around me it was just yeah. It, yeah it wasn't that great of a smell and that would that that's kind of like uh, you know what would, would define how how I started to live my life or uh, later on in life and it was it wasn't it was all I, I, not now that I think about it it was all hindsight now that I think about it it was all like. It I I, I would say saying subliminally being subjected to me because uh my grandfather my mom my dad did was loving and caring people you know and they did what they could they did they did what they were supposed to do you know they they provided me with food and shelter and housing and and um and love and um but it was just me I made decisions I made decisions to not be the person i should have been but uh it was around uh it was around i think i was maybe 13 years old i had uh i had gotten around the wrong crowd of people man and i committed armed robbery hmm. and uh, i was 13 and um by this time my grandfather man he was uh like i said you gotta understand out this was i i had grown into this this attitude of uh Privilege, like you pointed out mm-hmm. last time, of privilege. Yeah. Um, like uh, this is how it's supposed to be, because uh, a lot of times I, I would, I would look at these catalogs, Sears catalogs, yeah. and, and would just say, "Oh, I wish I had that." And yeah. my grandfather, without without telling us, he would actually go and get. Whatever we had been looking at, so <laughs> we, you know, it was like magic. You yeah, know what I mean?
0: I remember doing that as a kid, but we were, we never got it. We'd
1: like be like, "That's mine. That's mine." Yeah, like <laughs> that's my car, You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, and so I had like this. We had like this genie. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would like to say so. That's how my grand—that's how we—that's how we were raised. My, you know, my grandfather he owned a ballroom. You know, he owned a ballroom. He owned a mechanic shop. You know, so he—he he had. He was well off, you know. Mm-hmm. He had he had a moving truck. He would move people in the neighborhood, you know. And you know they would pay him to move them. So he had money. And um, at the time, I, it didn't seem like this homeless thing, you know. It seemed like that's what you're supposed to do for your kids. You're supposed to, you know, shower them with 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 with, with love and you do you do for them. But uh, turns out, man. Um. When I um, when I turned thirteen, man, I got with the wrong crowd. You gotta understand this this type of mindset that i, I just, just 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 described to you, man. We would get, we would get whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, we would get whatever we wanted. And um, around thirteen, man, I got with the wrong crowd and I committed on robbery. And uh, this the first time I had I did something outside of my house. And my justification was this: I did it because I wanted something from somebody else that that they had and I didn't have, yeah. and I did it because they had it. What did you rob them? Of? It was um uh, it was a, a jacket, some shoes, and money.
0: Yeah.
1: Because they had something I didn't have, so I took theirs and um now had you guys had had you guys been like talking about doing
0: it for a while or something or like, just...
1: I, I can't really say if that was something that was like this conversation an ongoing conversation or if it was just a spur of the moment but in order the, the point in order for me to actually act on that, it had to be something that was in my mind that you know I can do whatever i want to do yeah and this is this is a that's a it's a that's a cool thought. For me thinking about that, that's a cold thought, cause that's up, that's something sub subconsciously that's been in my head. You know what I mean? It runs deeper than what's on the surface level. But uh, I, I took something from somebody else. You know what I mean? And it was because I wanted it, and I felt like I could do it because of how I was being. Re- and this is not, this is not a strike on my parents or my grandparents, because like I said, they they. They provide it.
0: Yeah, a lot of people get what they want and don't rob somebody.
1: Exactly, exactly. But uh, I went to jail, and um, again, you got to. I'm, I'm painting this picture of of of, of me getting my way. Um, I went in. I, I sat in jail, and this was a time when juveniles couldn't receive um, bail, couldn't be bailed out of jail, and um, my grandfather and my mom. They got together. They got. They got some. Got together with some people they knew, and and um, they talked to somebody, man. And lo and behold, they pulled Earl out of the fire, bro. I I I got out of jail, and um, I ended up with probation. Pulling strings. I get what I want. You know what I mean. I got this. I got these. You know, these magic genies. You know what I'm saying. I got. I got access to power. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's and it's and. I'm trying to lay this out to 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 give you an understanding of uh, how if 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 it's not a, a equal amount of balance, you know what I mean? That you you just because you do this, you can't run around doing what you want to do. And I'm like again, I'm not saying that my parents never did that, but they got me out of jail and um, did five years pr- probation, you know, and uh, didn't didn't. It wasn't satisfactory, my mom she would step in you know, you know, pull some strings talk to talk to the supervisor over who was ever was, was handling my case, and you know and they would come back and like uh, apologizing to me you know and um because they were so hard on me the pro- probation officer you know and um i i i did those wasn't even i didn't do the five year probation didn't do it, didn't do the entire five years probation. Ended up getting off early. But um after that, this had to be around that was in like in nineteen eighty eight that I, I had uh actually committed this this uh act this this crime. And um around this time, during that five years, my brother he had always been involved with music. He was a DJ, you know, real real you know, real popular DJ, you know. And then, you know, it, it was it was it was a lot of things that just that just added to it i was a popular kid in the neighborhood you know everybody knew us you know what i'm saying so that just that's not a good you know a good mixture you know what i mean for somebody to be have access to whatever they wanted didn't just be this popular kid but uh anyway my brother was was a popular dj man and um around this time he had, he had started this group you know it was you know used to do a lot of local music man and i would I was always I started latching myself onto my big brother man, and uh, he would take me around to different venues. And I was a young dude going in like these, you know these. I, I, all the older people knew me, man. Mm-hmm. Man, head oh up. head just you know just oh I couldn't I could mm-hmm. barely fit into the room, you know. Mm-hmm. And um yeah and I would meet all these different people, you know these important people, the neighborhood, you know stars and you know what I mean. Everybody knew me as. Lil Mushack man and um but then um the music thing started to take off um, and um fast forward some years they had started a group called 39 Posse. Mm. Uh him it was it was my brother, a guy named MC Dart and KLC. Um they started the they started the group well 39 Posse had already been formed, but my brother was was actually brought in because he was this real popular charismatic dude, you know, everybody knew, you know what I'm saying? He just took a liking to him and he, and you know, he just became a part of the already established group. And, um, things started to take off with that group. You know, um, we, uh, we, my brother around that time, my brother was, uh, we were, uh, dabbling in pharmaceutical sales. All right. You know, yeah. um, we were, uh, pharmaceutical reps, <laughs> you know, um, and, uh, you know, it was a, a life of <laughs> it was excess. Yeah. It it really was. You know, um, I say, man, it's a it's a it's a combination of you getting what you want and you being this popular person, man. And um, but uh, the the music thing was taking off, and um, it's around the time um I just mentioned to you, juvenile. This was, you know, we used to go do shows uh, the and these other small towns and other surrounding areas of. Uh, Louisiana, you know, we would do these shows and you know, we show up and but at this time I was I was dabbling in, in drugs, you know. I wasn't I wasn't only selling drugs, I was also using. You, you know what it. I mean? But uh it didn't keep me from from actually interacting and, and doing, you know, necessary things that I actually keep doing. And uh I've even had some stints where I just stopped. Stop even uh selling drugs and stop using drugs. It was a two year stint and um uh getting away from getting away from what the music thing is. That that, you know, it fell apart eventually. Yeah. Um it fell apart eventually because of, you know, money money that came into play, ego and you know what I mean? It was a different it was different types of elements that played a part in, you know, everyone not seeing eye to eye, you know. So it uh it ran its course, you know. People outgrew what was actually had been started, mm-hmm. you know. It 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 was a it, it was something that was that was inevitable, yeah. you know. But uh, I continued on, you know. in Ninety six was uh.
0: You continued on doing selling drugs and
1: yeah, using drugs. Yeah, yeah. See, I but I I had stopped. Yeah. Somewhere in that time frame, I'm kind of fuzzy on the time frame, but I had stopped. Around a two-year time frame
0: during the this period where you were with the with the, the music with group. the music yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Cause, uh, I and I started living in Mississippi because I felt it, it it felt like you know I'm getting in too deep I need to yeah you know I I needed to I need to get away I need to need to do something different and so you know we had family living in Mississippi you know and um I went and stayed out there for like two years
0: so one of those early signs of like maybe you're going down the wrong road yeah. Uh, yeah. It, what and and you did something?
1: It was actually awareness. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, those moments yeah. of clarity that come exactly at some,
0: at, along the road.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Um. That's yeah. You're right. That's exactly what happened. And um, uh, those two years I spent, I uh, wasn't doing. I was was living out there. I wasn't selling any drugs. I wasn't using any drugs. And um, I um, I ended up. Uh, coming back to New Orleans and um, It wasn't long after I made it back that I I got right back into that same Type of behavior, Mm -hmm. you know, I got to get me something to hustle with and this and which is crazy because I just you know my My family my mom bless her heart man my dad, you know, he was a tough dude man And he always he, he always the way he operated was, you know, I always took it as if he doesn't want to do anything for me. But he was trying to, he he was trying to make the point of of actually not doing anything. I I found I actually uh, found a phrase that describes it real well. It's called benevolent neglect, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't understand that then. Yeah. He, he didn't want me to be dependent, you know. And uh, but my mom, she would she would you know do things for me. My grandfather, you know, so. For me to say i i want to hustle was was idiotic, yeah. you know what I mean was idiotic, but I started hustling again when I made it back to New Orleans and uh um, was a knucklehead just a knucklehead, bro <laughs> I mean you know and uh, even in that though even in even in that those those moments of of me being a knucklehead, I was always the dude that when things were happening when when it was like if something, some chaotic thing that was somebody tried to try to rope me into, I'm like, nah, that don't. I'm not fuck. I'm not. Shh, nah, it's not me. I don't fuck with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is what I do. I hustle and <laughs> I hustle and 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 get with the ladies. You know that was my thing. You know, so I'm not about to go out here and do this craziness. You know, with with which I had done early on with the guns and all that there. But I had. I had matured slightly, yeah. You know, but uh, when I made it back, I started selling again, man. And um, it was an incident that happened, bro. That 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 thrusted me back on that path of uh, of uh, using again. Mm-hmm. This guy, he pulled. He he comes into the project and um, he he wanted something, and he didn't have all of the money. He, the, the, he needed to buy some drugs. Yeah, right? he needed to buy. He wanted to buy. Of of a eight ball, of cocaine, of coke. Yeah. And um, he he didn't have all the money, and uh, I had fixed this package. I prob- I was up there in a up there in a, in a house with a with a chick at the time, and you know he interrupted my shit. He calling me and whoop the this shit, and, and I go down and you don't have all the money. And, and out of anger, when he told me he didn't have all the money, and I'm like, man, you don't have all the money. And I opened the package up and took some out you took whatever he didn't have the money for that whole amount yeah which i it doesn't make sense yeah yeah man i just you know just yeah man next time be right that could have been as simple as that but instead my arrogance my idioticy whatever it was i opened it up like i was really hurting him you know and took some out he still got what he wanted yeah you know but that that catapulted me back on that path, you know, of uh of uh, actually using. Yeah. Actually, you know, putting substances into my body outside of me using people, you know what I mean? And um I can say that was the that was that was that moment when I, when I did it, I could I could actually say, Man, I fucked up. You yeah. know? I knew it. You know what I mean? Because at this point I had I, I say I had I had been two years and and at this time, the whole me you know- this this the mindset I'm in right now it wasn't the mindset I had then mm-hmm. and and at that time when I did it man i I felt it, you know what i'm saying like this this not it's not gonna be good, yeah, you know, I know it's not gonna be good, bro, it's not gonna be a good ride, bro, but uh, I got to take this motherfucker so but uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you just knew that you were like. Inevitably gonna.
1: I knew it was suicide, bro. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it was suicide, you know, and, and I still, and I still, I still pulled the trigger, bro. I knew it. it. It just, it felt like it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and after that, man, everything, I mean, you know, everything I had, like, like the little money that I had accumulated and, you know, from from peddling, you know, peddling little shit that I was doing, man. Oh man, that shit it went, it evaporated. Like I mean, like it was, it wasn't, it was. <laughs> it's like I was walking around with sponges in my pocket. It it evaporated, man. And it wasn't like I had no thousands and thousands. It, it was just, it was, it was minuscule compared to what you know other guys were doing. But the little bit that I did have evaporated, and um, that was a uh, um, say like 19, that was in like in 90, I want to say 95, 90, 94, 95, around that time, mm-hmm. man. And come 90, uh, fast forward a little bit, 95, man, uh, everything started going to shit, man. You know, um, my brother, he's getting more and more into, you know, um, we, we growing more and more apart. We, we still together, but we're... Me and my brother, we we used we did everything together, man. And um, in '96, he was killed, mm-hmm. and um, that that was like, man, that devastated me, bro. Cause that was my best, that was my best friend, bro. We did everything together, man. We uh.
0: And he was killed as a. It
1: was uh, you know uh. Sh- you know something that happened in the streets. You know some some things that happened in the street that uh. You know um. I was you know something happened in the street that 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 was finger pointed in the wrong direction and as a result that's that's what happened you know yeah. um you know me and my brother we we did everything together man and um uh, i was that was i i part of me was was you know i i I I I think I've recovered from it, but it it uh at times it doesn't feel like it because my brother and I we, we were close man. Every time you saw my brother, man, you saw me. We were always together, and um that was a that was like like my darkest time, man. You know my real darkest time, man. I had stopped, I had, man, I had stopped participating with life. Period, man. I you know it would it would be it would be bouts of me not dressed, not cleaning, not you know. uh, not taking baths and you know stuff like that, man. Just I had just lost hope altogether, man. You know, and um, um, in two thousand and three, I ended up in in jail yet again, but this time I did a I did a year. I was sentenced to two years. Now you know up until this time, man, I would go to jail, but my mom would talk to talk to a judge. Or, Talk to somebody, give me probation. You know, I had, man, at one time I had like three prob- probations on top of probations, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, but this was a time where she just, she couldn't, she, what came out of it was the two years. Yeah. And I ended up doing one year in jail and, um, getting out. And, uh, out of and yeah, year and doing, I was on a year pro parole and, um, it started to wear thin. I could feel, and you know, at a certain time, I felt. At a certain point, I felt like, man, you know what? I felt it, you know, but it just wasn't. I just, I just didn't have like the, the self restraint to actually do anything about it, you know. And um, Katrina was another episode where, uh, in Texas. I ended up in jail for two years this time and now you, if you're paying attention my 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 prison length is getting longer and longer yeah. the first time I actually had to stay in prison was 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 one year second time it was two years and then um fast forward to uh uh i got out and, uh after Katrina i got out i went to jail in five got out in seven and um I stayed out of jail, I stayed out of prison. This time when I got out, I I stayed out for maybe about maybe um I was out maybe 60 to 75 days. Well, and drug-free, wasn't doing anything. Wasn't wasn't selling, wasn't doing anything and um the bright idea came came on my mind. I need to start hustling again. You know, don't go look don't look for a job. Don't don't do any of that productive shit. Don't do that go hustle so I started hustling again and once again I'm off again and um that was in 07 oh I I I was out there when the Saints won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. so that was a big accomplishment I, I I was actually home when they won the Super Bowl so uh, and um come 2012 mm-hmm. was uh was like that it was it was that was the that was the year, that that it was kind of like, you know, people say the the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. You know, I had all these I had all these mental, mental straws and spiritual straws, man. You know, and and that was the that was that was the year that the the straws were just too heavy, man. They was just too heavy for me to bear anymore, man. And um, I ended up going to jail September the 12th. And that was a series of events that actually led up to me, actually becoming like this with, with the, uh, with, uh, it was a, uh, it was a series of events that actually led up to me feeling like, man, I, I something has to be something else, you yeah. know? Um,
0: so what was the series of events if you, if um, you know, maybe maybe give like a a synopsis of like the few the like the maybe the weeks leading up to, um, to you winding up in jail like what, what happened Okay
1: it day. okay uh, what happened was uh, um it was a friend it was a friend that uh that had uh actually turned their life around mm-hmm. and um they uh they they would often come back and holler at me you know and um check on me and i thought that would i thought it was odd you know that i'm like what the you know like if you make it out you're not supposed to come back and help nobody you know i found that to be odd. what the fuck are you coming back for what are you what are you trying to do and um it was it that that happened and um it was another event where i'm i'm hustling with this guy man and um we had all this stuff bro i mean we had all this we had all this stuff and, um, and, and we, we stuff as in, stuff as in pharmaceuticals.
0: Okay, you had a lot of, we had a lot of it. And, um, y'all had a lot of product in y'all's apartment.
1: We had a lot of product, man. And, uh, <laughs> business was a uh, booming. <laughs> and, uh, we, you know, things were going well, you know, and, um, the thought hit me, man. After after so many months of doing this, the thought hit me. I say, man, you know, but this by this time, my habit, my heroin habit is growing. You know, I mean, it's growing, man. And 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 you know, a lot of the guys that I knew, they knew, they they knew that I, you know, I was, you know, this, uh, you know, they would always, be, oh man, you know, Peabody, they called me Peabody because I was always. You know coming up with a good plan and you know let's do it like this and um i was you know always man peabody a cold hustler and um and i would it was a lot of things that i would do to hustle you know and putting a gun in people's face was maybe would be one of those things that i wouldn't shy away from mm-hmm. and um I'm, I'm doing all these things man we making all this money and um, the thought occurred to me man what if what if this shit run out? My habit is growing in this in the process. I'm like, man, what if, what if all this, what if this shit run out, man? What am I do? And I started to run this episode in my head of the things that I would do if I needed to to cure to my my sickness. And um, it when I when I when the episode was was one that I I had never I had never thought about, man. You know, I've been in some, I've been in a lot of scrapes. You know what I mean, like near debt scrapes, man. I've been, man. Early on, one time, man, I was, I was dragged two blocks by a car, man. I, I'm standing on a corner, and somebody pulls up, and he wants something, and I'm out of my mind, full of them values. I'm, I'm out of my mind. I mean, values and whatever, values. I'm full of that, 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 that heroin. I'm, I'm, I'm out of my mind, and uh. I leaned in, at the guy, he may have wanted something, but he saw that I was out of my mind. And the second I, I stuck my head in, he pulled off with me in the window. Now, I don't know if I grabbed onto the car, if I got hung up on the, uh, the um, seatbelt or what, but I was dragged two blocks wow. and left for dead, Thank God somebody was out there. At that, I was the only one out there. Yeah. So I thought, Thank God somebody else saw this take place, and they ended up calling the police. And the, you know, they they they, you know, brought me to the hospital, man. And um.
0: But this wasn't the event that made you. No,
1: this wasn't the event. This was early on. Yeah, yeah. I'm just just saying how you know I had been in near death experiences. You know. Yeah. And um, but it wasn't enough for me to say, man. You know this lifestyle is just not for me. You know my dad used to tell me that shit all the time. Man, that's, that gangster shit not for you, Earl. Man, you don't know what you're talking about. But um, but fat. But back to what I was talking about the first time. Um, uh, the the I'm running this this episode in my head of what if all of this shit run out? What would I do? And um. Uh, and the, the the thought of me actually committing murder. The first time i would say, man, you know what <laughs> it's a it's its it, this uh, you know uh, maybe i need to I need to rethink this shit man, and that was like the beginning of me actually the the of, of making this conscious decision of man I need to get away from this shit I need to back mm-hmm. i need i i i really need to get away from this I need to get away from using, and I need to get away from saying I need to get away from this shit man and it it wouldn't it wouldn't um it wasn't right away you know yeah. because i still was 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 hustling and still was using in the process and uh the night the night that i went to jail was uh was a strange night man because i was i was uh i was uh getting loaded man and um i wanted to stop man you know i wanted to stop so bad bro i mean i wanted to stop so bad man it was it was i was I was almost crying, you know what I mean? Like I, I was almost like, man, I, I'm getting loaded. And I'm and, I, and in the process, I'm praying I'm like, man, fuck, man, I need to stop, man. This shit, man, fuck. But I'm still getting loaded, bro. And the more I did, the more I got loaded. The more I wanted to stop, and I'm saying, man, fuck, man, this shit is bad, and, But this is something I love, you know. This is the shit I fell in love with, you know. Um. And I was confused, bro, because this shit was, this shit wasn't working no more, man. And uh, I can honestly say, man, God was working. When I made, I made, I had made a conscious decision, maybe two or three months prior to, and uh, it was a, another event that happened in my life. I won't say what actually what it was, but uh, it was all those things that happened, man, that I, I actually started to like, man, you know. Something it's got to be something better, and uh, I remember in that room, bro, with 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 small piles of, of heroin, bro, and uh, and I not have money in my pocket, bro, but I had a lot of dope, and it was on a nightstand. I would I would lean back on the bed, and every now and then I would get up and I would you know hit me a couple of lines, and you know then I would you know go back, and I'm like, man, fuck, man, I was frustrated, bro. And um, I prayed to stop that night. And I walked out my house that night, left the little small mounds of dope on the on the. I didn't have drugs when I left out the house. I went to go get five dollars from this girl I, I was messing with at the time, get a pack of cigarettes. And then while I'm walking over there, this dude that I knew, you know, everybody so good, the Peabody, Peabody, he threw me a piece of crack. Say, man, he a Threw me a piece of crack, man. That was the piece of crack I went to jail with. Hmm. Not the drugs, I you know what I mean? Yeah. And um the process was, uh, I went over, I got the five dollars from the girl and I was leaving. And then somebody called me back, and when I walked back, the guy there was a guy standing out in front of the bar, and we we did like this little fist bump. we like, I'm like, what's up? What's up, B? Oh. And as as I'm doing that, police coming up the street. And they thought it was a hand to hand. Yeah. They flashed the light. Whoop, whoop. And the first thing, instead of me, drug addict mind, man. <laughs> you know, just thinking I could get over on people, instead of me instead of me right away getting rid of the rock or swallowing it, I I tried to hold on to it until I walked a little bit closer to the police and and tried to get rid of it. <laughs> Didn't work. Mm-hmm. They found it. That was the that was the, the that was the the crack I went to jail oh, for. That's the crack that saved your life. That's the crack that saved my life, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was the crack that broke the camel back. That's it. Yeah, and uh, that girl, man, uh, she I called her that night at the uh, and she uh with her smart, her, just her fucking sarcastic ass. I'm like, man, she like you. You said you wanted to leave. I'm like, you, you. Mm -hmm. check the you know (laughs) my my little tirade you know but uh it turned out to be one of the best (laughs) arrests in my life you know because it arrested me you know it 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 did it it did what it was supposed to do man and from there man i went to treatment center bro my mom came through again yeah bless her heart trust your mom she see man i love that woman man you know She came through again, yet again, man. She talked to a judge, bro, and 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 convinced this man, bro, to have me release the Bridge House, bro. And this is I'm a I'm at I'm Bridge House is the treatment center at the treatment center. Bridge House is a treatment center, man. You know, uh, highly recommended, bro. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I highly recommend it, man. You know, if if you if you don't know, you know, yeah, bro. Um, the Bridge House, bro. But I ended up in the bridge house, man, and um, this this judge released me, bro. I'm a fourth offender, man. I'm a habitual offender, meaning I'm not eligible to. I'm high risk, in other yeah. words. <laughs> like that shouldn't have happened. That shouldn't have happened, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to, and this happened within two weeks of me actually going to jail. And um. Ended up in Bridge House, man, and I stayed in there for nine months, man.
0: And what, and what happened while you were in there? While I
1: in, while while I was in there, man, you know they was uh they you know they we go through all this just you know these just these different stages of you know um, treatment, you know, which I thought at the time was like you know bullshit, you know what I'm saying? This uh you know oh man, you know people, places, and things and blah blah, blah all this shit here, man. And it it just felt like, it felt to me it felt it felt preachy like it f- mm-hmm. it didn't feel like they were asking me what what was wrong with me you know, I really didn't know what the fuck was wrong with me, yeah. but they wasn't asking so I could actually kind of like you know try to articulate what was wrong you know, but but out of that though, I would always see these guys come back and forth in the treatment center man, and it it. it I say, man, you know what? I need to pay attention to this shit. I'm like, why the fuck are they leaving, but they're coming back? <laughs> I'm like, I'm saying to myself, once I leave the treatment center, I'm not coming back to the treatment center. No, this is not a place I mm-hmm. want to be. Okay. No, this is fucking, you know, this is an institution. Yeah, these, so these were guys who were free. They were f- supposedly, right? <laughs> free from, like, at least being in, in treatment. And treatment, exactly. See, me- metaphorically, also. metaphorically, exactly. <laughs> but I'm looking at this from a different aspect, a, a different perspective now, because the night when when I wanted to stop, and couldn't. I I needed some answers, mm-hmm. you know. And this seemed like the best option of of trying to treatment. They spoke, you know, treatment. Fuck, you get answers out of treatment, something. Mm-hmm. And um it was in that, in in inside of that place that I, I actually I, I I paid attention to. Uh, Man, you know, maybe I should uh pay attention to uh, you know, these people, places, and things. You know what I mean? It started to make sense. And I used to have a counselor, his name was uh Mr. Ferreira, You know, a cool man. He was he was uh Oh Mr. Wynn, maybe? Not Wynn. Not when. When Wynn was another one of those guys, but Ferreira, he was another, another one of those, he was he was another guy that that was kind of like he was he was just laid back. He was he had this great sense of humor. Uh-huh. You 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 uh uh Mr. John Ferreira.
0: Okay, I didn't know him. See yeah. Yeah, yeah, John Ferreira. Yeah.
1: And uh, the dude had confidence in me, man. You know, and uh, I would always tell him. You know, like, man, you know, the way I saw things. And he was like, man, you know, that's, an interest, in, that's interesting the way you look at that. He said maybe you should let, he, he would always encourage me to, to, to latch on this other perspective of thinking, you know. Mm. And, and uh, I thank God for that, man, because it was because of him nurturing that, you know, of me seeing things differently, which I needed to do. And I didn't realize it at the time that that's what he was nurturing, me to think different. And 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 uh, I thank God for that experience, man. Because I was looking at it like, man, these guys coming here, man, they latched on to, mm-hmm. oh, and it hit me. I said, man, these dudes latched on to the, to the, to the, uh, which they were always talk about people, places, and things, mm-hmm. and they were latched on to this, this institution. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say, man, you know what? That's what I need to uh, detach from, people, places, and things, man. And it was out of that. That that experience and treatment, man. That um, I started to work on my mind, you know, and my 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 spiritual conditioning too. In the process, bro, mm-hmm. um, it was depleted, you know. It was depleted, man. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I left. I left after nine months. And um, what what encouraged me to leave was that counselor, man. He he. The the night the night the day that I left, he walked in the room. He left his office and he came into the room. And he said, Earl, man, he said, listen, he said, I won't look at you any different if you decide to leave. He said, man, you're going to be all right. I'm like, wow. Hmm. That was the first time somebody had actually said, had actually said, you know what? You have a chance. You know, you you can do it. You know what I am saying? Man, you know, I don't, don't, you know what I'm saying? Which just seemed like just self-defeating to me, you know? Yeah. I had already and planted this thought of change my mind you know and i left and in that in in that that period of those 9 months my mom had gotten sick she had uh cancer and um the the I made it home i want to say uh june july she had succumbed to cancer man and it was uh it was in that loss that uh this spiritual thing had happened to me, man, um, with my mom, bro. She was uh when when I f when I realized that she was uh she was about to move on, um, we, we prayed, bro. And um out of that prayer was like this newfound, like a new look, a new, just a new, a new clarity on life, man, of, of if it's it's gonna be all right. Man. And um at that point, before we prayed together, she could hardly, I could hardly understand her, her, her speech, At the, the treatment, along with the treatment and, and the sickness, it had take, it had taken its toll on her. And she was, <laughs> so her speech was was murmurs, and um, I grabbed her and I said, "Mom, I pray with your son." And um, even though I I couldn't understand her words, I understood exactly what, what you know it was, it was it was a tangible spirit in the room i could man. feel it man and it was out of that that i actually I, I knew i said man i'm gonna be all right you know i didn't it's strange because i didn't cry you know it was it was like i had finally like i i had met like some real acceptance man You know, like some real acceptance, like, you know, this is natural. This is this is what life is, you know what I mean? This is this this what life is supposed to be, you know? Mm -hmm. We supposed to I'm supposed to be here with my with my mom. She's supposed to see her son. And you know, she's supposed she wasn't supposed to see her her first one of her sons murdered in the street. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which she what she experienced. That's not what a mom is supposed to experience. She's supposed to experience her children sitting around the bed and you know, they praying with them, and, you know, we're we, we telling, you know, some inappropriate jokes about life and death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These are the things that they're supposed to the experience. And, and, and I gave her that, man. You know, that was a wonderful thing. And I knew that I was going to be all right. And uh, a month later, bro, I ended up. A month later, man, um, that charge had never went away. You know,
0: so the time you did in in in, in the treatment center mm-hmm. didn't didn't so that re, you leaving early kind of they took back the uh, the it deal did, they were giving you. It around? didn't
1: affect it. Okay. It didn't affect the deal. In fact, in fact, it didn't it, it 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 didn't affect it one way or the other. Cause at this point I was nearing. It was coming close to like you know kind of like um, you know. Um, uh, uh, resolving the issue anyway. Yeah, I know I had been in there almost a year. So uh, that that my mom passed July the twenty second, somewhere around there. We had the in in July, August twenty second was the day I was convicted and 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 sentenced. I wasn't sentenced that day, but that was the day I was convicted, man. And um, I walked into that that courtroom alone. And the reason I went there and I didn't really tell anybody was uh I didn't I didn't want like this, this whole like, oh, oh you know, what I'm? like this big old, you know, spectacle in the of America. Oh, I can't believe it, you know, because every, everybody was expecting a different outcome. Most people were, yeah. you know what I mean? They were expecting like this miraculous miracle to happen like this. I was gonna miraculously just be let out of court, but that wasn't what it was. It was something totally different. I was freed, you know. I was freed, but not the way other people were expecting, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, 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 when I when I was convicted, I'm a habitual offender, and um, I went back to court the next month. Now. Keep keep in mind, I'm a habitual offender. Of me. you not, you can't, you 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 don't have access to certain type of programs and and this and that. You you just don't have. You just you're not you're not eligible for these type of things. And um, one of them was that uh, I couldn't enter a re a reentry program. But in that process, I'm facing 20 years. I turned down 10 years, mm-hmm. right? Because they wanted me to accept 10 years flat just 10 years i turned down to 10 was facing 20 but i received eight years and um out of that eight i only did five years yeah. because of um. Uh, because when i went in the inside because i, I was on this the, the day my mom passed i was on this spirit man this i was on this 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 spirit man and um once i made it in there bruh it was a lot of things that I had to do, you know, that just goes against what. Uh, it it was it was difficult, bro. It was do it was difficult, man. You know, um, my um my prayer and meditation life in, increased tremendously, man. I can't say enough about me praying and meditating a lot, bro. Yeah. I prayed, man. I prayed and meditated so much, man. And say, bro, it was it was it was. I would always see my mama praying, bro. You know, a lot of times, man. I would walk. I would. I would walk into her house, and um, as soon as I walk into her house, she would be getting up. She would get up off her knees. She would say, "I, I could go lay down now." <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I think about moments like that, man. You know how she was praying for me to actually. Show up, you know yeah. what I mean. And when I when she showed up, I could go lay down. Now. I don't know how long my mama had been on her knees praying, man. Yeah, she might have been praying for hours and hours and hours, man. She might have been down there for days, man. But it was moments like that I was like, man, you know what, bro? But at this point, man, I had uh, because of these 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 different type of thing with the the, the counselors, you know, encouraging me to to um, you know, man, letting me know, man, you are gonna be all right, man. You know. You know, you know, kind of like giving me that that bump on the shoulder, man. Or oh, you know, just change your mind. You know, you know, you need to change your mind. And then, and when I got in there, man, I had uh, got with some brothers, man, in there, man. When I made it to Angola, bro, I had uh, got got with some brothers up there, man. That were uh, these guys were lifers, man. And um, I actually learned learned some things from them, man. You know, those guys were uh, were committed to actually um, being of service to other people, bro, and, um, I learned, I, which is a crazy, I, I picked up that habit in there, of, of actually being of service to other people, man, um, these guys, these guys would come back to the dome, man, Dog tired, bro, from, from being out there, you know, at the chapel, uh, you know, at Mars, uh, or, or doing some type of, uh, you know, going to the, to the cell blocks, you know, um, you know, just fellowshipping with a lot of the guys that's in the blocks and and things like that, man. And um, I, I, those are the guys I I, I latched last latched, <clears throat> latched myself onto, man. And as a result of that, bro, I started to uh, I felt my spiritual life grow because I I had uh, finished school while I was in the GED, and um and after I finished my GED, man, I immediately volunteered to be a tutor, man. And the lady she agreed to it, man, even though. My my grandma was not all that great. Mm. It was just that she felt where I was coming from, and I'm like, man, you know what? Because I I grabbed something while I was in here, man, and it's my duty to actually help somebody else get their GED, man. So that spirit of of that community that those lifers, man, lifers, bro, had uh, built, man. Yeah. They uh, I I carry that spirit today. You know, it's a lot of things that I do now outside. On this side of the gate, man, you know I do a lot of volunteer work, man. Um, um, I'm about to shoot a plug out there. One of the organizations is uh, Louisiana Books to Prisoners, man, mm-hmm. because when I was in there, bro, it was it was times where I wish I had a book, man. It was it was it was so it was so bad, man. Sometimes I would just read the dictionary or the thesaurus, mm-hmm. but uh, this organization, man, is a great organization, bro. Um, uh, I um. Uh, I've committed myself to it uh every every Sunday, mm. and I go there, man, and I and I get a chance to uh, connect with some of the people that I, I from on the inside. You know, they they write these letters for books, and uh, requesting books, man, of all things. So, you know, a lot of times we take those things for granted, bro. Yeah. You know, I, and what I found when I was in there, every book I read, bro, was a was a was a piece of spiritual literature for me, man. You know, because it it actually, it actually gave me an opportunity, man, to actually, you know, see the world through other people's eyes, you know, give me a sense of empathy, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Because I don't always see that great, you know what I mean? And uh, actually the experience through other authors and and that magnitude, man, um, it was a great experience for me, bro. Um, I wouldn't change anything about it you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change not one thing about it, um, it, it, it has, uh, it has, it has, I'm, I'm a, I realize I'm a sensitive person, you know, I used to think that was a bad thing, but it, it puts me in tune with what, what's, what's going on, you know what I mean, it, it puts me in a position to actually be, to be of of service, to actually, to actually, you know, help somebody, man, you know, um, you know, it's a, it's, I can't really complain, man, you know? And even if I do complain, bro, right after I complain, bro, things work out, bro, so I look like, look like I'm just, just a crazy person, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I'm, you know, that's kind of like some of the things I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, be aware of, you know, to, um, actually control my emotions, master them, mm-hmm. if that's possible. Yeah. You know, I try to, um, today, these days, I try to like, I, uh. I go to church too, man. You know something I've, I've, I've. I, you know, I, yeah. man, you know, and it's and it's, it's it's really not that bad. Not not it, <laughs> You know, I got to keep an open mind, man. You know because you know, left to my own devices, bro. I understand that I'm not I'm not that great of a, of of a of a thinker, man. You know at times, man. But I've gotten better at it, bro. Yeah. You know. But, um, yeah, man, um, uh, hey, that's just, you know, some of the things I'm working on today, man, is just, uh, I'm trying to stay aware of, uh, you know, my blind spots and things like that, man. But, um, uh, yeah, bro, um, say, man, it was great talking with you, bro. Yeah, um, no, dude, that's, uh, yeah, man. Uh, that's, a,
0: that's a pretty powerful story, bro. Yeah, man, um, you, um, it's incredible, like, that you, that you look at your whole life and 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 are able to see how it shaped you and that you wouldn't want to change it so i think that's beautiful man um i think um i want to thank you for coming doing this again <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I think this yeah. was definitely a keeper man yeah. so uh thanks again
1: for coming bro all right appreciate it andy bro all right Earl. Mm-hmm.